doing? Good. How are you? I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm waking up. <laughs> my hair is still wet. My eyes are puffy. <laughs> got cat hair all over my microphone. <laughs> it's a new country hit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, country music uh, hit about a podcasting. <laughs> I think we should write one and then record a music video. It seems incongruent. <laughs> oh. Great. Um, <clears throat> welcome to Dude That's Fucked Up. I'm Erin. I'm Nicole. What's going on? Um. Okay, well... <laughs> This is like, I had some like fucked up things to talk about for this week, but maybe I'll save them because something happened yesterday. Oh. It's like not that like, I don't know. I went to breakfast and uh, I got like huevos rancheros. Delicious. It's one of my favorite <laughs> it's so good. things in the world to eat ever. That's all I wanted. So we like found a place that we haven't been to around here that's usually super crowded, but it was early. So I was uh-huh. like, oh no, it'll be fine. And then we get there, and it was totally fine. And I added, um, you could add uh, chicken chili verde to it, like a sauce Ooh. that had chicken in it. It was so good. And so, like, we got our food, and I ate it. And it wasn't super hot, so I, like, dug right in. And I put the first bite in my mouth, and it was, like, this intense pain on the roof of my mouth. And I was like, oh, my God, what is that? There was, like, a layer of, like, super hot beans on the, like, <laughs> on the tortilla. <laughs> And it was just like hot glue onto the roof of my mouth. And I was like, oh. And then, like, I ate it, though. Like, I just, like, slowed down a little and, like, blew on it. And I finished it. (laughs) But then, like, the rest of the day, I had, like, little hangy pieces of skin. Oh, that's the worst. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) Playing with them, like, with my tongue, like, driving. I was like, trying to like grab them with my fingers but my fingers are too big so I couldn't like get a good angle on them because I wanted to like cut them off with my fingernails but um, I I think they're gone now oh my god (laughs) after after I I can't really reach the roof of my mouth either with my fingers because I have such a high me too because I suck my thumb for so long Uh, (laughs) mine's just like a cranial deformity oh cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) no I don't know I'm guessing. <laughs> oh man, that's so crazy. Sorry, there's a really big helicopter flying over Uh-oh. my house right now, uh, and it makes the window rattle. Oh, so if it if it gets loud, don't oh, don't freak out. I can't hear. We're not it. under attack. In, we're not under attack in Washington D.C. Oh, good. Yet, <laughs> yet, right? <laughs> Fuck me. Well, that's fucked up. That sucks for your roof of your mouth, and then like you're probably like trying to eat and can't like throughout the week yeah uh yeah it's not that bad you made actually. it happen yeah okay. i think i ate some salt and pepper pistachios from trader joe's yesterday which are delicious and they kind of like Ooh, sandpapered got... it down and now it's fine <laughs> i got pistachios from trader joe's the other day too Ooh, so good yeah wow well that sucks <laughs> yeah you better better be careful next time <laughs> you get those huevos rancheros i know i'm gonna look for the hot bean layer next time yeah the lava beans lava beans (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um anything else crazy happen Mm. in your world no i i read about some like (laughs) well i don't know i uh i read about um or i guess i was on facebook i just thought this was funny 
Um, but I there's a like a Backstreet Boys cruise. Did you know this? Oh my god! Why no. why am I being targeted with that on Facebook? I have no interest. Probably because you probably because you like clicked on like a nostalgia porn Buzzfeed yeah. like article it, a couple times. And you know I'm like the I mean? pri- I'm the prime demo too. Like yeah, I'm yeah. the age group that. Uh, they're probably like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Women, like, like 28 to 35 or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I saw that and I was like, ew. It was like a video of them. I think they've done this before because they have, like, footage from a cruise that they were on. And oh it was like, God. oh, we're hit- we're hitting the high seas. Yeah. And then it's just, like, them all old now. I, I don't know. It was really <laughs> sad. And I was like, do people are people actually into this? Um, I'm not. That's I'm not either. But, I mean, there's a time and place for everything, and that time is past. Yeah. <laughs> and that place was 1999 or whatever. <laughs> and I was too young to go in on high school like that. Yeah, and yeah. that would have been a really rapey. Also, like, I mean, why would you like? There's the world has moved on. Like, there's a lot of really good music that is even better than that. Yeah these days i don't know i don't know yeah why would you go on a whole f- like unless you're like still obsessed with like jc chazé oh wait no that's a that's a <laughs> instinct sorry oh whatever <laughs> who cares or joey fat one <laughs> he's an instinct i mean too. i mean fatone oh god i don't know what i'm talking about what uh uh oh no no aj mclean was like the weird because oh. uh, i always think of like i never think of like the good ones although backstreet boys like that nick uh carter had like some meth problem at some point i was gonna say now he's like has a, like a faces of meth situation yeah he has, like, he's and he's like, like super bloated and weird ew and then yes. like most of them are bald and then and then aj mclean it was always the weird one that like wore I don't know. He just always wore weird stuff, and he had like that weird <laughs> facial hair. And yeah. he was like always he looked the like old a magician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had a magician's mustache. Yeah, <laughs> facial hair. But he always looked really old, and he was like the creepy uncle of the band. And now he's <laughs> really old. <laughs> he's like literally fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not that that's old, but, like, for a boy band. Yeah, like, like they're not yeah. – you can't even call them a boy band anymore. That's yeah. just almost rude. <laughs> a man a man band. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, gross. So, it, like, makes me feel sad, like, because that means we're also getting old. But it's, like, I'm I'm more, like, sad for them. Well, we're accepting – like, we're accepting our we're age, accepting, I think. Yeah. I hope yeah. I am. And no one thinks otherwise. Uh, I I wore shorts yesterday to my improv class and I felt really weird. And then this other girl was there and she was wearing shorts. I'm like, oh, good, you wore shorts. She's like, yeah, I also wore a Star Wars shirt for the second week in a row. I'm in my 30s now. I probably shouldn't wear this. And I was like, mm, no, I think it's cool. But then I was like, Who oh, maybe it cares? is. Yeah. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Oh, oh man. What's your? Uh, did you have anything fucked up happen this week or see anything fucked up? Um. Not really to me personally. Um, I woke up really early yesterday to go to a 5K that I didn't run in. <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> I just, just watch? 
I was there for support and like to see like say hi to my friends. Uh-huh. Um, it was like a memorial 5K, so it was really nice. But um, but it was like raining, and I just was like sitting there in the rain, and it wasn't fucked up. It was just like, what am I doing? <laughs> but it was nice. It was really nice. Um, and then and I saw one of my old coworkers who I haven't seen in a long time, oh. my friend Whitney. Yeah, it was really nice and her cute dog. But we were both just like sitting there in the rain, <laughs> watching other people run. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm, I feel good that I'm here, but I'm also, I don't feel good that I'm here sitting in there. <laughs> I don't know. So that's fucked up on my part, I guess. I canceled my, out my good deed by being like, about it. So. Um. But I think the most fucked up thing I saw, like, all week was this story about um, this fucking asshole on YouTube. <laughs> um, this So, the, okay, so it's, like, this dude named – I don't know what his name is, his real name is, but he, he goes by Daddy of Five on his uh, YouTube channel, and then his wife's name is Mommy of Five, and there are these people that, like, basically, <laughs> like, whore out their children for YouTube views. Oh. Um, so they like, sorry, my cat's scratching at the door, um, per usual, <laughs> if you can hear that. Um, but yeah, the, so basically what they do is like the whole premise of their YouTube channel is they prank their children and they like, but they, it's like not, it's like not really pranks. They just like verbally abuse their children and scare them into thinking they did something bad when they are the ones that did it and then they're like oh we we pranked you and then like the kids are like crying and especially their one child who has like I think he has like some emotional issues and he like gets really upset and they're like god can't you take a joke like and it's a child who's like eight years old and they're like verbally and mentally and emotionally abusing their children so people i don't know who actually watches this channel but i think it's like uh, a bunch of kids like you know teenagers who don't have a concept of like what like emotional abuses well i think i think you i think they took all the videos down because i saw that you put this and i wasn't familiar with it and i like i was like oh let me see so i went to the channel and there's only one video and it's like an apology or not really an apology yeah, so what had ended up happening is this, like, came to the attention of some other, like, YouTube people who, like, you know, they, like, do, like, news of the day, and they, this one guy, he, I can't, I don't know what his name, oh, well, a couple different people, like, found out about this, these people, and, like, put them on blast, and were, like, you guys are pieces of shit, and, like, they showed portions of, like, their, their videos, their prank videos, and how the kids, like, reacted, and they're just, like, white trash, like, pieces of shit, like, really 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 like um emotionally abusing their kids and so they ended up taking all their all their videos down and uh like were not apologizing for anything but more like fuck the haters kind of these people are just straight trash they're just trash and they're they're garbage people and it's like really (laughs) fucking sad and these poor children are just like in and they even some of the kids even get like so like they don't want to be the target of their of the like pranks so they like they it's like they have stockholm syndrome it's really fucked up and they become like prankers they 
pranker or torturers of the I would one say. kid, right? Of the one kid, yeah, yeah. the little boy with Cody. the glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone it's kind of so picks on shitty. Him. I yeah. So now and th- and then they started a GoFundMe page, Ew. and I went on it to see if they raised any money. They had one donation when I checked it for like six dollars, and the person who donated was like, "Give all, give, um, give a dollar to go fuck yourself, and and the rest of it to poor Cody or something like that." It was like something dumb, but it was like, and then I scrolled down to all the comments, and all the comments on there were like, "Fuck you, you fucking pieces of shit! Like you deserve to have your children taken." It was, it's like all bad. So that was really fucked up. So I don't know what has since happened but like cps needs to get involved and i think they even said on one of their videos like oh all the people telling us cps needs to come needs to like come take our kids away they already came <laughs> like but they no. didn't find anything they said right right but like the fact that you're like saying like oh cps already came like oh fuck you're the fact that that even happened is like Awful. Oh, awful. Well, we, we talked about like April Fools and how pranks aren't. I don't think they're funny, but like no, these especially aren't funny. Well, these aren't these aren't pranks. Like right. for example, they're just kids the being, one or they're just parents being mean to the kids and like scaring them. Like they scream at them. Yeah, like they'll be like. So for example, the last video that I that I think they put up was they put they poured like disappearing ink all over the floor, and then they just like like up in one of the kids rooms and then they started screaming down the stairs like what the fuck is this like get up here right now and all the kids are like what like and they go in the room and there's like ink all over the floor and they're like cody what what did you do and he's just like i didn't do this i didn't do this like so upset yeah all the kids they're like they were all all crying yeah yeah and then and then they're like it's just a prank can't you take a joke and it's like Oh. holy fucking shit it's so awful oh my god it's like the most it's one of the most like disturbing like the i don't know like they they're creating an environment of like unsafety and unreliability and making the in like gaslighting their children like making them feel unsafe and then like and then being like oh can't you take a joke which totally makes them sound like feel like they're crazy like in I don't know. It's so sad. Yeah. It's so fucking sad. That's really so sad. So all these people, all these people got really pissed off and like the internet is like calling for their heads. So. Yeah. Which is good. I feel Which like is good. Sometimes these things can be like, um, okay, everyone calm down. But like this, because no. there's kids involved and they're living in that house and like being abused in multiple mm-hmm. ways. The Even physically, the one I saw like in that video, yeah. the a clip of like one quote unquote prank where the dad pushes the glasses kid into something yeah. and he gets a bloody nose he's like bleeding yeah. all over yeah. his pillow because he fucking yeah. pushed him face first yeah. and it's like oh it's, my god that's definitely abuse that's that is physical yeah abuse. that's like a good <laughs> yeah. yeah that's i mean that right there yeah you should be having your kids taken away but yeah they're just yeah they're trash they're just trash people. and they don't understand like that what they're doing is actually not not a good thing like, for children your biggest so. accomplishment is that you could have you had five kids which fucking took nothing so yeah <laughs> yeah go die fuck <laughs> oh these people suck yeah uh so i thought that was like an interesting segue from our last episode though where we were talking about like what 
is like what's popping on on the internet these yeah. days like and on youtube all these challenges and then there's and then of course like as i had been looking at all that i found this and then i kept seeing more and more stuff about the, these people and oh so sad yeah uh anyway yeah let's talk about something less depressing like <laughs> like lobotomies lobotomies <laughs> Jesus. They're so fucked up. I've always had an interest in them. I don't know why. I I just think find them fascinating. I yeah. I think neurology and like the brain's crazy. Well, and just like surgery around the brain, how like most people have to be awake when they have it because yeah, they need to yeah, know if yeah. something's going wrong and like I can't imagine having like the courage to even have brain surgery while I'm awake. Like being at the dentist right? is bad and they're going to like cut open your head it's crazy i know i know as somebody who's had major surgery before like i like not on a well i mean it is kind of a vital part of my body but like but you weren't awake vital but i wasn't awake <laughs> which is also scary too yeah but like they give you so many drugs that you're like fuck it yeah whatever <laughs> like you don't know if you're not coming back from that no exactly <laughs> you just go to sleep and it, you're just dead yeah you're yeah. done yeah mm-hmm. um yeah, so that's always been really interesting to me, but I didn't, uh, I don't know, I didn't realize some of the, like, I didn't realize how, like, archaic it, I, it sounds archaic, but I didn't realize how simple it was, I guess, in the beginning, and there was no, almost right. no science to it. Yeah, and then, like, some of the tools that they use, well, and, like, oh, yeah. that's how it, any, and it's really fucked up to say this, but that's how any kind of, like, you have to kind of experiment and not experiment to understand the body. You have to like take it apart. And like, that's, you know, when they first started di- dissecting human beings, like it was, it was a crime, like, cause you're kind of desecrating a human body, but you know, so they had to get cadavers and stuff to like open them up and see, and then figure out how all the muscles and tendons and bones and like everything was structured. So yeah. Um, but even then, because even then you can't, you don't know what's going to happen to the brain if, if the person's already dead. Right. Like you don't know how it's going to affect them. Yeah. Later on. Yeah. So we and so we didn't start really getting into the brain until like the early part of the century, of the last century, I should say, early 1900s. Yeah. And um, so I think we should talk about just how this kind of got started. Um, when when people started realizing like the brain was how your body does everything, obviously you wanted to kind of figure out what what part does what, and it's not just some like lump. It's each section has to do with another part of your body. Um, so this man named Egus uh, Monis. Egus Monis. I don't know. Igis Monis. <laughs> Dr. Igis Monis? <laughs> he was like Portuguese, not, not I think. <laughs> I don't even know how to say his name, but I, that sounds right. Maybe it's Monies. Yeah, monies? that'd be rad. <laughs> make monies, monies, make monies, monies, monies. <laughs> Dr. Monies. <laughs> hey, it must be Dr. Monies. <laughs> Must be, must be Igus Monet's. <laughs> well, this motherfucker was <laughs> was he was the one that started doing lobotomies. Like he 
won a Nobel Prize for it in 1949, which is considered like then and now to be pretty uh, controversial because he was basically drilling holes in people's heads and then like <laughs> slicing into the brain, like the, the frontal, the frontal lobe and making either people just become kind of zombies or like not able to have emotions i don't know it's <laughs> yeah well you don't was, know what's gonna happen it's different for every patient exactly because everybody's <laughs> brain is different even though like the the principles are the same everybody's brain is develops differently has like if you do one thing in the same place like it should you would think be the same results but it's not yeah it is a you're literally just sticking stuff into people's brains. So it's, it was not – they would, like, push into the brain and then, like, stop until, like, the person, like, stopped talking, basically. <laughs> yeah, they're all – uh, yeah, they'd ask for them to, like, say the ABCs backwards or count or sing, like, God Bless America or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, they'd have them do something that they knew already. And then, like, they would keep going until the person, like – got all confused or like just stopped talking yeah it's crazy god but but so crazy they weren't doing this just to anyone it was like to people who came and and had like depression or schizophrenia and were like like severe mental issues yeah and they didn't know how to diagnose anything because mental health was like not a thing like it was just like your brain's fucked up let's (laughs) drill just shut it let's just shut it down yeah yeah so, I mean, that was, it was super, super, like, archaic and awful and brutal. Yeah. Um. So his, his, his method was, like, that was one way you literally drill a hole, start playing with the brain. And, like, two, on each side, like, above. Yeah. Like, on your forehead. Make little um, skin flaps, roll them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Put and a then pin you in drill. it. <laughs> yeah. Put, yeah. Yeah. Just, just pin it back and then, and then get your, get your power drill and just drill some holes and then yeah oh god nowadays we have we just take the whole thing off <laughs> like a little hat like a little hat yeah <laughs> a little keepa uh so yeah that that was a thing that happened um and it, it, so this this guy was like doing it through like the 30s 40s and uh, he was even touted by a reporter from the New York Times in an article in 1937 as a surgery for the soul. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, uh, that's fun. They knew nothing. And, um, yeah, but so by 1951, about 20,000 Americans had underwent had underwent a lobotomy. That's ridiculous. A lot of people. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there was also. We should talk about Dr. Freeman. Yeah, well, like, it also started, it, like, obviously, in the in medicine, you know, one kind of thing will start to come to light or something starts gaining popularity as, as a procedure, and so then other kind of nations or doctors or practices start kind of experimenting with the same thing because you want to mm-hmm. prove it out and see if it works and so like uh, there were um like americans and italians specifically were early adopters and there was this guy uh dr walter freeman in the u.s who was a big 
fucking butthole and we'll talk about him huge huge butthole butthole. um and like actually i think liked doing lobotomies yeah he like would do like he did a lot of lobotomies like yeah he was like the most prolific lobotomizer (laughs) lobotomist (laughs) (laughs) lobotomist i like that the lobotomizer it sounds like a uh, it's like a womanizer i think it sounds like a water gun or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah just like something devastating and awful yeah um well he yeah he did a lot of lobotomies well he um there was an italian psychiatrist dr fiamberti who developed like a new method so instead of going through like flaps in the skin on both sides of the brain and drilling a hole they'd go through the eye socket Fucking which is fuck. like which is horrifying and then dr freeman kind of like piggybacked on that and created the transorbital lobotomy which is also through the eye socket oh my god and like i saw pictures of this oh, shit i watched a video why i don't, I don't know. know i couldn't it was like because I... it was like a five minute video about this guy specifically and i was like oh dr yeah. freeman yeah i i was like oh i gotta see this because this guy's a real asshole and yeah so they basically the the transorbital lobotomy like they pull up the eyelid well okay mm-hmm. first he you had to be out for that because it's pretty traumatic but they yeah. would um give you electro shocks so like they'd shock you shock you uh-huh. shock you and then you'd be out and he would which is like already in traumatic. itself yeah. you probably already get brain damage from that maybe that fixed yeah. things enough and you could just you didn't need this thing <laughs> but no he'd like pull back their eyelid open shove this thing in which was it was an um it was a fucking ice pick. It was an ice pick. It was. They called it an, an orbital class, but literally the very first one they used was a fucking ice pick, like a legit out of your kitchen ice pick, and Jesus they just jam- put it in your eye socket, and then there's like a, a piece of bone there. Take a hammer, hit it, so it goes oh through the God. bone, and then they literally just like fucking swish it around in there as fast as they can and scramble it up and pull it out, and he's done in like less than three four minutes. And that's it. Oh my god! It's oh like oh my god. Oh, uh, uh, what? Like, How is that science? I, that's fucking bus also, driver science. <laughs> <laughs> I read an article about a guy who became a bus driver after having a lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes full circle. Is like, like he's totally a functioning human, but like, like. It became Just like because a of sheer luck. Oh, I was gonna say no, why? no, no, no. Oh. Like that's the only thing he can do. I mean, I think he's like a he's a per, he's a fully functioning person, but he got lucky with his lobotomy. Oh, like he he didn't end up a vegetable like a lot of these people. Well, have that's the thing. The side effects are like you lose your personality. You yeah. you like best case scenario. Which was like a third of the time, maybe mm-hmm. you report feeling better, like you, you're not depressed anymore, or right, you know, f- you're not feeling weird anymore. Then the other third of the time, nothing happens. You you don't feel weird and you don't feel better. Then the the other third of the time, you're fucking brain dead, <laughs> a vegetable. Yeah. You don't have you're... a personality. You lose like cognitive abilities. You can't talk. Like. 
all, a bunch. You of regress stuff. to like a a baby, basically. Like yeah. a, you're incontinent. Like you're you can even like oh yeah fuck with like the nerves in your in your hands and your feet. You go blind. Like all these things can happen. Like yeah, a million different things can happen because you're literally sticking a nice pick in somebody's <laughs> eye and swirling it around like a fucking milkshake. <laughs> Oh God! Well, and Doctor Freeman thought that the that this like childlike state it was his hypothesis that you would go regress to this childlike state after your lobotomy, but then you'd mature again. But this time you'd mature normally without depression or anxiety or whatever. And so he literally called it surgically induced childhood. Yeah. Oh God. Ugh. What the fuck, Dick. Dick. <laughs> and this guy, he, he, Dr. Freeman worked out of GW Hospital, mm-hmm. George Washington Hospital, which is in Washington, D.C., down the street from me. Mm-hmm. And he is a monster. Or he thought he was just doing, he was like a, sh- he was like an entertainer. Yeah. He was like not a, I mean, he was a real doctor, but he was like not a surgeon. No, other, other, other doctors called him like a showman because they he once performed like 25 lobotomies in a day it was like a thing he was inviting audiences out to watch these and he would come in and it was like a whole like a whole big little well is it big or little it's big i guess (laughs) big little big little lies yeah so good (laughs) um it was a whole kind of like presentation and show like he would come in and everybody would be like watching from the you know well it's there's a reason it's called the surgical theater it was theater because that it was theater i mean you're putting on a show and he of like your skills which but he didn't have fucking skills no and he bragged he bragged about it only lasting three to four minutes and people are like jesus christ a you're you're telling me that you're performing on someone's brain and you're only taking three to four minutes that's ridiculous oh yeah what a butthole uh, hey yeah yeah this guy yeah um yeah so i mean a lot of people wanted to do this though like that they wanted to have they use this as an option mm-hmm. because the alternative was to put their loved one, their family member who is having severe emotional issues in an institution which were horrible. Like they basically like lock people up in in these like sanitariums where there's even worse things happening, like terrible conditions. Like these like people just didn't understand what mental health was. They didn't know anything about the brain really. Um, all this stuff was just over way over people's heads and they couldn't and they had, didn't have the tools to help their family members. I mean, some did, you know, some were able to like help and, and you know, either I don't want to say control because that's not a nice word for what if somebody was like having severe distress, they could be violent. They could, you know, if they're bipolar or, or schizophrenic, all kinds of stuff could happen so these family members just couldn't deal they just didn't know um Mm. and so they either had these two options of putting them in or three options really trying to deal with them and keep them at home um with like their limited ability to to take care of them or put them in an institution where horrifying things would happen to their their loved ones probably um or give them 
get get them lobotomized. Yeah. And this was like an, a good option for people, a quote unquote good option because they just didn't they were didn't know what to do. Well, and it meant so sad. it meant you could like bring them back home even. So like mm-hmm. if you, you know, a, a lot of the institutions were like pushing people to look into lobotomies and you would if you went and checked it out and people are like in straight jackets and screaming or being violent like you're saying you'd be like uh i don't want them here and then the institution would be like oh well there's this other option yeah <laughs> and then and they and they're and they're medical and they're medical professionals like right. you trust them yeah. that they know what they're doing and i mean even still today we we trust that like so lobotomies obviously fell off the map completely <laughs> after after we people realize like well, like five percent of these people like of the people who underwent lobotomies actually died from them also yeah. so you know that was a thing but like once we developed like anti-psychotic drugs and and learned how to diagnose people with whatever issue they had we this was not at all, like lobotomies were like considered completely barbaric and fell fell off completely. So yeah, especially in how like Doctor Freeman was doing them, which mm-hmm. I think he was. I don't know what the medical equivalent is, but he was like disbarred. Like he was yeah. like stripped of his medical yeah. license. Yeah, I guess. yeah. There's no fun <laughs> word for it. Um, no. <laughs> he was shamed. shamed. Yeah. <laughs> He had to walk down the streets of D.C. with, like, the, like, a woman ringing a bell behind him. <laughs> while he carries... Naked. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's going to see while he carries his little old-timey medical bag. Medical bag. <laughs> um, well, I think it was, like, I can't remember when he was, like, dis... were credited or whatever, but I think it was in the early 70s. But... Jesus. Yeah, but maybe that's not right. But the reason this fucking finally happened is because these, uh, this woman who he had done a lobotomy for her early on, like, you know, 20, 30 years before. And now she was an older woman. She wanted another one. At some point, he gave her another one. She was better again. Yeah. Then she came back for her third one and she died on the table. And finally. the like you know hospital that he was associated with was like oh you got to be kidding me and they were like no more for you what the fuck yeah so i think he was like they said he couldn't do that anymore and they took away his license and he retired or whatever but and like the way he would talk about people like his patients like after he would do it like they were like they weren't human like it was i don't know there's so many interviews and like of not interviews, but just like, like recorded instances of like what he's describing because he like loved to show off. Yeah, and people are and and he would just say like the worst things about these people, like oh, they have the the mental acuity of like a a piece of fruit, like you know, like he would like liken human beings to like yeah vegetables, like actually, he was ridiculous. Uh, I think yeah. he. I feel like I don't know how. I feel about it, but maybe he would have been like a serial killer or something if he didn't. Well, he was like a he was like a Nazi doctor. Yeah, yeah, just like experimenting on people basically, and like being proud about like the results he would get. Sometimes and it's, I don't know. It's such hubris because it's like he thinks he's helping these people, and he, he's the one that can help these people. And it's like you don't mm-hmm. even know what the results of these are going to be. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's like only by pure luck that some of these people survived and like went on to like live somewhat normal lives. Yeah. Like like the the guy who was like a bus driver who the NPR I think did an uh, interview with him and he talks about like how he just doesn't remember anything and he but he says like I'm able to like walk and talk and like live my life and I'm really lucky but I I don't I didn't even know this happened to me until I, later on in my life when I felt like he said I feel I felt like a piece of my soul was missing. And like he knew something was wrong with him and so he figured out he like found out from eventually from his family that he had had a lobotomy when he was young. Oh, oh was he the 12-year-old or the 4-year-old? I think so. Oh. He was really young when it happened and then he went on to be a, like he he was able to like he was okay yeah but yeah oh my god that was only by by a miracle you know i think yeah because this Um, doctor performed one on a 12 year old and a four-year-old jesus fucking christ and it's like they don't their brains not even developed yet you know they're just i don't know well in the i think the most notable person that he performed a lobotomy on was uh rosemary kennedy and i just wanted to take a minute to talk about her (laughs) oh yeah this is fascinating it is so sad. Yeah. Um, for a long time, nobody even knew about Rosemary Kennedy. They just thought that, like, she was, like, mentally disabled and, like, the fam- like the Kennedy family, like, put her in a home or whatever. But what had actually ended up happening with her is she, when she was born, uh, her mother, like, so the doctor wasn't at they – had, they had her at home, um, and the nurse told – rose kennedy to like keep her legs closed because the doc- doctor wasn't there so the baby rosemary kennedy was in the birth canal without oxygen for two up to two hours yeah and basically was brain damaged because of that so she had developmental issues growing up and she was she had probably like in her 20s like the the developmental um she was developmentally about 12 years old so oh. She she was still, like, able to function, and she was, like, a semi-normal person, but she didn't have the – her brain was totally damaged from when she was born. Um, and the fucking nurse made her mom keep her in the birth canal. How fucking horrible. Well, and she would get really, um, like, frustrated because yeah, she was she so – Yeah, she was, like, so – she hadn't matured at the level of her siblings who would go on yeah, to do great all, things. Yeah, and they were all highly success- successful and, like, I mean, imagine being a Kennedy, first of all. Right. Like, that's so much. And just being part of this family and and knowing that you were not 100% on the level. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, she had, like, an IQ of, like, 60 or 70 or something, but mm-hmm. she was still, like, able to function. She was beautiful. Yeah. Like, absolutely gorgeous. She was she was the most beautiful one the most beautiful kennedy yeah like truly so she when she got into her early 20s though she started like you're saying getting frustrated and she started rebelling and getting upset and like her her parents kept putting her in like catholic um you know like girls schools or girls boarding schools, schools type thing boarding yeah and she kept just like getting out and like they were worried she would basically like start sleeping around sleeping around because she was beautiful mm-hmm. and I mean, she was getting a lot of attention in the press, too. Like, they went to England and met the Queen, and she was, like... Like, the newspapers are, like, they're, you know, saying how beautiful she was. And anyway, so eventually, Joe Kennedy was a fucking asshole. <laughs> Just a dick of a person. Mm-hmm. He was, like, 
afraid the family would be embarrassed by something that she did. Um, it, like he was afraid that she'd be exploited sexually or, or, you know, the papers would find out that she's like slow. You know, not. Yeah. Yeah. So he basically like took her to fucking Dr. What's his Freeman. name? Freeman. Dr. Freeman and had him perform a lobotomy on her when she was like 23, I think. And a lot of people say Rose Kennedy, the mom, didn't know. Oh. So, but a lot of people think she knew and was complicit in this. Yeah, which sounds but, right about that era. Yeah, but who who really knows? So he took her to Dr. Freeman. He performed a lobotomy on her and fucked her brain up so bad that she regressed to a two-year-old. Oh. Like, she became incontinent. She, her, like... I think like her whole right side um like became palsied and and like was she wasn't able to do anything for herself after that yeah she like, like lost the use of her arm and then like she walked with a limp right yeah 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 because it, it totally damaged all the like nerves and stuff in her on her right side yeah so yeah they it and so nobody knew in the family that this had happened because like after it was obvious that she had and completely and totally irreversibly damaged. Joe Kennedy stuck her up in a home up in Connecticut, I think. Mm-hmm. And none of the siblings knew. Like, like John F. Kennedy was running for president. Robert Kennedy was starting his political career. Like, all the, you know, everybody was... And I don't know that, like, they were probably ashamed, too. But they, I don't think that they actually knew that this had happened to her until, like, years later. Yeah. And they and Joe Kennedy just said, "Oh, she's up upstate at a home, and she's doing fine." And he and never visited her again. N- no, that motherfucker had a stroke and died, though. So well, that's good. Karma. <laughs> and I, it, I read that the mom visited Rose Kennedy visited Rosemary like after that a couple times, but Ro- mm-hmm. Rosemary, but it took a while, like a couple years passed, and then she went and visited her, and she would like recoil. Like yeah. there were, you know, cause she couldn't communicate. Yeah. But, and, and there was like a nun that, that took really good care of her, um, throughout her life. Um, and her sister Eunice, Eunice took very good care of, her, uh, Ted, um, uh, Kennedy, who was a huge advocate, um, of mental health and, and people with disabilities. So, and Eunice Kennedy, I, I don't know that this was like 100% inspired her, but sh- she started Special Olympics. So it must have had something to do with it. It definitely did. Yeah. But yeah. So really fucking sad. Sad. But then she, um, Rosemary Kennedy, ended up outliving a lot of her siblings, sadly. Yeah. She was one of the only ones to <laughs> die of like natural causes. Yeah. Which is also weird, like a whole other weird thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think she lived into her 70s. She died in like 2005. I yeah, think. not she that long like ago. She was like 80 something, I think. Yeah. Oh, wow. But but later on in her life, she was the family embraced her and like came like brought her like home and when they do like family functions and stuff, but she still needed like she needed 24/7 care oh. after this. So, it it was really sad. Like, she probably could have... I mean, who knows what could have happened in her life. Like, she... Maybe she would have had something bad happen. I don't know. But... Yeah. Like, she was... It was... She was completely 
devastated by this so it's really sad i like totally cried reading about this it was so sad it was so sad yeah r.i.p rosemary oh i feel like um i don't know it was used also like for soldiers coming back from world war ii Mm, which is mm-hmm. also really sad but again who were like shell-shocked yeah, and stuff it, and had ptsd people didn't understand mental yeah. health it, I, it's still not understood i mean there's so many no. it's so such a hard thing to diagnose and it's a hard thing to treat and you know and there's such a huge stigma around it that like if any one of your family members especially back then had something they weren't 100 percent quote-unquote normal like you were you would be shamed for it yeah okay i don't know if this is inappropriate but i just remembered something um (laughs) this is fucking horrible did you okay i've heard uh before that rosemary i i don't remember if it was before she was lobotomized oh it would have had to have been before that she used to like masturbate at the dinner table in front in front of like guests. Oh, I didn't read that. Okay. I, I don't I, maybe it's not real, but I tried looking for it and I couldn't find. I found like a Reddit thread where someone just mentioned it, but there was no but but anyway, I read that's one of the like things that was yeah. her behavioral um issue issue yeah. that like contributed to the parents getting her lobotomized, but I don't know. I didn't know if you like came across that or had ever heard of that, but it's I mean, I feel like that's like a lot of the stuff that they were concerned about stemmed probably from, you know. Weird stuff. Weird, yeah. Yeah. Them being totally freaked out about, they were like, she's going to start fucking a bunch of dudes. Yeah. Like, that was like the primary concern. <laughs> she's like, masturbating in public. She's definitely yeah. going to fuck some dudes. <laughs> yeah. Like, who knows, oh, but. God. It's really sad. Well, <laughs> Luckily, that never happened because she all she did was piss and shit herself in a wheelchair. And she like <laughs> that's so fucked up. But great job, Fuck Joe you. and Rose. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, father of the fucking year. Yeah. Um. Oi, yeah, oi. Yeah. So I don't know. That's lobotomies, I guess. Yeah. Um. I think that's all that I I got. Yeah. Same. It's very um. Thank God for modern medicine. Yeah. Again. <laughs> what Again. a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. <laughs> but sometimes we say that in a sarcastic way, but this way we mean it sincerely. Yeah. Yeah. We sincerely mean like, thank God for modern medicine. Thank God we live right now. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God people develop, you know, antipsychotic medicine and <laughs> and other things. Well, and that's one of the reasons they stopped doing lobotomies because of, yeah, it was yeah, all like with the rise of psychedelics and yeah. And like actual people understanding how the brain works. Yeah. <laughs> or starting to not just like, uh, not just like stirring a martini with a, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know. Oh God! He's like, yeah, you know those stirs where you like you go like this <laughs> back and forth, and it just like stirs it. Gross! But you gotta like wa- starting a fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God! You don't you don't watch the video. I don't think I will. No, I mean, I I looked at pictures of it of like the the fucking ice pick in somebody's eye, <laughs> like ready to go in, and I'm just like, I can't. This shit is so. 
fucked up. It makes me feel like how he was doing them so quickly. Like it's like timed, like a game show. It's like or whatever, and he's like, "How many brains can you scramble in 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 ten minutes? Let's find out." Ready and go. And then it's like some game show music, and he's just like tapping into all these people's brains. It's like Double Dare. Uh, yeah there's some oh gross stuff God. coming out of there so jesus christ yeah well I'm glad that guy is no longer on this planet <laughs> <laughs> he died in like the 70s or something yeah he's uh he did he did and his son was in the little five minute documentary and was like talking shit and i was like good damn you should talk when shit. Your own son. Yeah, when your own son like is like, yeah, my dad my dad was a asshole. <laughs> my dad was one of the leading my dad was one of the premier assholes of the nineteen fifties. <laughs> he and Joe were just <laughs> talk about the dynamic duo of assholes. <laughs> but you know what? All of it comes from ignorance too. Yeah. Like like these people just didn't know how to deal with anything. They were emotionally, like, stunted. They didn't know how to deal with anything. Yeah. And so they were like, let's just scramble their brains and put them, <laughs> lock them away. <laughs> Don't want to deal with it. I got to focus on my other 10 children. <laughs> uh, especially my one that's going to be president. Yeah. God. Well, Awful. He ended up being lobotomized in a way. <laughs> oh my god! Holy shit! All right, follow us on social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook uh-huh. at DTFU Podcast. Send us an email if you <laughs> want to say anything about a- an episode uh, or have an idea for an episode. Uh, DTFU Podcast at Gmail dot com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Bye.